You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party. I'm your host, Amanda Hill. Before we hop into today's episode, I wanted to read to you some reviews that I've gotten on the iTunes network. So please take a second and rate and review the podcast because as you remember, we jumped from the Dental Podcast Network Channel 1 to the very own feed, which makes your Dental Top 5 easier to find, but we're kind of starting from scratch. So if you could take some time to leave a review, that would rock. Just like user ISHSBDB left, my favorite dental podcast. I listen every week and it makes learning about dental, the dental world so interesting. By far, me and my friends and coworkers' favorite dental podcasts. Well, thank you, whoever you are. Thanks for listening. And if you have any great ideas, you know how to reach me. Now on to the show. So today's episode, we're going to dive into something that, well, maybe some of us aren't very comfortable with. And frankly, maybe we kind of keep running away from and avoiding and not really wanting to know much about. But we're actually going to dive into the top five reasons hygienists should not be afraid of metrics. Metrics don't mean numbers. Metrics don't mean math. Don't worry. But we're going to learn from our expert guest here why we should care about metrics. So today I've brought along Connie Trainer, RDH, BAS, and she is the regional hygiene consultant for Midwest Dental. So Connie, thank you so much for coming on today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So often, you know, I know in my experience, when I, that consultant comes in or the dentist starts talking these numbers and metrics, I just kind of, I don't know, I might just stop paying attention really because the numbers, the figures, the whatever, none of it makes sense to me. I haven't dug in to take time to learn and I'm just going to do my thing in my op no matter what. I agree with you. That's the fun part. We're not on a different team with this uh, comment, but um, I just, you know, part of my job is mentoring hygienists and providing comprehensive patient care. And I will tell you that when I work with a team, when we talk metrics, they turn their ears off as well. The glazed overlook comes in. There's the joke we don't like to count above 32, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that because if, I, if you come at me and you're like, here's your production, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't mean anything to me because hygienists lead with their heart and they care about their patient. And I do the same. I care about my patient and I lead with my heart, but it does tie into certain dynamics within the office. And so um, there are some good reasons to kind of know what you're doing and why you're doing it and paying attention to some of those metrics. I love that you understand though. I love that you're not, no, no, you should just listen because (laughs) it's really important, but you yeah, that's totally what it's all about. My, I do. I lead with my heart and I, and all these numbers and gobbledygooks and codes that I, I understand I should care about. I have a hard time embracing. So, um, so that's so awesome that, that you get it and that you're able to help other hygienists 
your mentor them to be able to understand why why they should care. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think I'm in a really cool position because, you know, I practiced clinically full time before I was in this role. Um, and so I get kind of both sides of the fence of providing that care for my patient, which I've always, you know, wanted to do. And that's what drives me. Uh, but now I can help mentor other hygienists and they could impact that many more patients. And so, um, you know, that's just, just, I found myself in a really unique position to kind of talk about this. So that's what I enjoy most about my current position. I love it. I love it. Well, let's launch into your top five. What is the number one reason why hygienists should not be afraid of metrics? All right. Number one is help establish goals. So I think um, as hygienists, we tend to be type A. I think we tend to be motivated. Um, And so I always say, how do you know where you're going if you don't know where you are? And so I think it's good to say, okay, here's the services I provide to my patients. Here's what I'd like to improve upon. So um, just taking a look and reflecting on, hey, this is where we're going to go. And so how do you know where you're going to go if you don't know where you're starting from? And so I think it's a nice... um, a nice venue to kind of have that staff meeting and just say, hey, here's where the hygiene department is. What do we want to focus on as a team or an individual hygienist? You know, one thing that um, I really liked a few podcasts ago, I, I did a podcast and we talked about a little bit about KPIs, mm-hmm. which is another thing where I'm like, I don't know if I care. <laughs> but but one of the KPIs they talked about was, how are you scheduling your patients for six month recall visits? Like, what's your percentage? So a goal doesn't have to mean more money. A goal mm-hmm. isn't centered around what what are you money are you bringing to practice. It a goal can be centered around just taking care of patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we setting our recalls? Um, I think that's super important, especially with you know a lot of offices having to close because of COVID. And I don't know, we've dubbed it the big dip because this is the time where we were closed and now that six months has come around. And what do we know? We spend a lot of time chasing patients who haven't scheduled to get them back in. That's a lot of man hours. Um, and one thing I do know from my um, journey with our within our practices is hygienists don't like to make phone calls. <laughs> So, I mean, and I was the same way, like fill my schedule. I don't want to call a patient. Well, if you don't want to call a patient, then by scheduling that recall before they leave, super important, right? Because then your schedule is going to be full and they can't ask you to call patients. Um, And just making sure that the practice, you know, retains their patients. You know, do you have parameters set around um, patient retention, just to keep the practice going. Our new patient goals, you know, are we asking for internal referrals? So it's not always necessarily a service, um, but things that are going on within the office that keep the office healthy. Absolutely. It makes much more sense when you when I think about it that way. All right. Well, so what's number two? Number two is differentiating fact and feeling. So... <laughs> I feel like I talk about fluoride all the time, except I only did three of them last month. <laughs> so, it, I mean, and that's a conversation we have a lot. So when we do set that goal, how do we measure if we achieved it? And so sometimes maybe we're talking about something that we are passionate about and we think, yeah, I talk about that all the time, but it's not transitioning into scheduled treatment. And so it's kind of saying, okay, here's here's what your goal was. Here's how you feel it went, but here's how it really went with the numbers if we reflect back on, you know, where we landed on that goal. 
That makes a lot of sense. I mean, you can even say that like we were talking about the recalls. I feel like I schedule everybody for six months. No, Amanda, mm-hmm. you're really only scheduling 5% of your patients. <laughs> like, really? Or miss one family, right? A family of five and your recall percent goes, woo. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, I, I like that. Okay, so what's number three? So number three is kind of that heart piece of it. And that's what's good for the patient is good for the practice. So, you know, when we're being comprehensive with our care and promoting health, then that's going to reflect in numbers. You know, when we're uh, implementing the staging and grading, maybe providing that early SRP one to three rather than scooping them up into a preventative service. Now we get to see that patient every three months. Cleaning's better for a patient, they're healthier, and then you've done something that helps your practice as well. But on the flip side, from that hygiene piece of me, gosh, you know, my patient's gums aren't bleeding, their tissue's looking tighter, their appointments are easier for them, so they're not dreading the painful, oh, Connie makes my gums bleed, right? So um, it's really, really cool to see. I will tell you, in my career, I've had a couple different opportunities to start in an office where there wasn't that perio piece of it and had full doctor support to implement that. And It feels pretty darn good when you go from just cleaning teeth, which hygienists say, and I hate that statement, to actually, you know, treating infection, preventing disease. It's, it's a nice, it's a nice flip of the script, so to speak. Absolutely. For, for a long time, I was the hygienist that sort of owned my patient's disease and felt guilty if I had to tell them that they had periodontal disease as if somehow it was my fault. I know. But, but I felt bad about it. And and I was really doing them a disservice where I was feeling like, oh, but if I just do a profi, I'm doing them a favor, as mm-hmm. opposed to I wasn't doing them a favor at all. Now they think, oh, gosh, Amanda makes me hurt every time. <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah. So what's number four? Number four is celebrate. Celebrate what you're doing well. Celebrate when you achieve a goal. Um, but also you can identify internal champions and, you know, really position that person like, oh my gosh, Connie did great at fluoride varnish. Like, what's your secret? How did you talk about it? Um, you know, if we don't celebrate, where's the joy in coming to work every day? So that's super empowering to be able to, um, I love celebrating others. I mean, it's so exciting when you can be like, oh my gosh, you know, Connie managed to do a hundred percent recall scheduling, like (laughs) way to go. Like, how are you fitting it in? What are you doing? What, tell me your secrets. Mm -hmm. I really like that. I like that idea that, yeah. And then we can get a cake. Yeah. Cupcakes, because we don't want our food touching now. Cupcakes, yes. (laughs) Cupcakes for COVID. Uh, But yeah, any excuse for cake is, uh, is a good one. So, uh, absolutely. hundred percent all for that. All right. So what's number five? Yeah. Number five. Um, and this, this could be everyone's favorite, but it's a great talking point when discussing compensation. So, um, you know, if you know what you bring to the table, what you're well at or what you've done since you've been there. So again, establishing goals, um, being able to show, Hey, we, you know, our recall went up, um, our new patient goal went up because I've been asking for internal referrals um, or, you know, our perio mix of services is looking fabulous because we've done this. Here's where I started. Here's where I'm at now. Um, it's a heck of a lot easier to go into your dentist and say, hey, here's some facts about what I've done. 
Um, and I think it gives you a leg to stand on when you, when you start talking about what does that look like as far as compensation? I think that's huge. I, I worked at an office for a very long time. And I think in the amount of time I was there, I think maybe I, maybe I got a dollar more at one point. <laughs> like it wasn't, you know, there certainly wasn't like my husband gets a, just a cost of living adjustment every year and, and he makes more money. And so I think often hygienists, you know, what, whatever you were making when you went in, you often don't, don't fluctuate. So if you can come back with those hard facts to be able to say, Hey, wait, I, 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 I made this, I, I helped the practice yeah. in this way. And this are, this is how I can show you, uh, then, then the dentist, you know, might, might respond a little more uh, positively. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, there's two, pro- there's two producers in your office, your doctor and your hygiene team. And, um, if you can highlight kind of, you know, what you're bringing to, to the team, um, and what you've been able to accomplish at the end of the day, it's a business. And um, if you're contributing to that business in a very positive way, then it should should give you some ability to have that direct conversation with your employer. Yeah, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a whole nother reason to actually care about these silly numbers that are coming in. <laughs> right. Because right. <laughs> it so, connects the heart. <laughs> right. They're, I love they're both it. the same, right? So let's review the top five. So so the top five reasons hygienists should not be afraid of metrics. Number one is it helps you establish goals. And and remember, goals aren't necessarily a bad thing because you can't, you can't, what what did you say? You can't go. Know where you're going if you don't know where you're starting. You can't know where you're going if you don't know where you are. I Mm -hmm. love it. Okay. Number two is differentiate fact from feeling because I'm certainly a feeling person. Number three is what's good for the practice is good for the patient comprehensive care. Isn't that our goal? Like that is our goal is this comprehensive care. Number four is celebrate what you do well and identify champions within your office and have cake. <laughs> uh, and number five is it's a great talking point for when dis- when discussing compensation. So that's how you're going to get that raise because you can show all the awesome things you're doing. Well, Connie, thank you so much for coming on today. If people want to know more about you or know more about goals or things like that, how can they reach out to you? Absolutely. They can email me at connie.trainer at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. You bet. It was fun. And now I'm going to go and actually look at some goals in my office and try to be better at that. <laughs> it's good to have goals. I might need your help. You bet. All right, everyone. We all know that only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have something to add to this top five, or you have an idea for a whole nother top five, email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com and we'll be sure to include your dental top five. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of your dental top five. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda. 